0: Hey, welcome to a, another episode of DBC DNA, a church podcast that we like to put out. I'm so excited uh, for this conversation that you get to be a part of with some dear friends. Uh, some of you uh, know our guests. Some of, for some of you, they'll be new. But I want to introduce you to Dewey and Kathy Aiken and Diane Smith. And uh, we have something in common, and that is we have all been members of Denver Baptist Church. That's right. But I'm the only one that's still a member here because <laughs> you all left the church. That's right. Uh, somebody told me one time that uh, everybody's gonna leave your church for one of three reasons. You know what they are?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One, they move, right? Two, they're mad, oh. right? <laughs> or three, God calls them to mission. Mm-hmm. And all three of you left, for the right reason, because mm-hmm. God called you to mission. So I thought it would be fun to talk about, and for people to hear your story. Why don't we do this? Why don't we start? Do we, and Kathy, let's start with you okay. about your relationship with Denver Baptist. When did y'all join Denver Baptist?
2: It was in nineteen ninety that we came to Denver. Yeah. We had moved. And we had been spent two years in Brevard. Our, our Birth home, and we moved back, and we wanted our children to be able to be dis- discipled well mm-hmm. um, in a, in the a church, and we joined here because we were very pleased with the youth program, the children's program here at Denver. Yeah, so,
0: inside. 1990, the church wasn't that old, five or mm-hmm. six years right. old. That's right. Mm-hmm. What was it like? What was the
1: church like? Well, we only had probably about 120 in, in attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was there, but it was just it was just really alive. Uh, we could we could really see God working and. Uh, that's what was drawing us. Uh, we we tried to visit other churches, but every Sunday morning we leave. Do we just end up at Denver? Yeah. Never, we never visited a lot of churches. And we told Kathy that's that's where we 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 both agreed that's where we need to come and join and be part of. And you know, and
0: Denver itself, not just the church, but Denver was a lot different right. back then. There wasn't a whole lot in Denver. Uh, there's not much now, mm-hmm. but I mean, back then, there was really hardly anything. Right. right?
2: We had moved to in 75 to the area
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and lived in Lincolnton part of that time. But there was only just two or three businesses right
3: here in Denver. Yeah,
0: not much. You know. Not much in Denver. So much mm-hmm. different now. Mm-hmm. And then, Diane, you came. When did you, What year did you come to uh, Denver back?
3: 2002.
0: Okay. And you, you moved. You have an accent, so you're not from around <laughs> here. <laughs> where, where are you from?
3: So I grew up in New Hampshire. Uh-huh. And um, because... God blessed me with a grandchild. I moved because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be Grammy. And I did not have a relationship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. but my family was coming to Denver. So I started coming with them and I surrendered to the Lord at the age of 50. Wow. And uh, life changed greatly. So you (laughs) met
0: Jesus through the ministry of Denver Baptist. Yes. And before we came on, uh, y'all were sharing this story I didn't know You went out on visitation, Mm -hmm. which if if people don't know what visitation is, it's it's like you visit a church and then they want to repay the visit and come see you and get to know you. And you went to visit her son Mm -hmm. and uh, daughter-in-law and she was there. And y'all visited with Mm -hmm. him. So that's crazy. That's that's crazy. That's That's God. That's how it works. So now, Diana, when I came here uh, 16 years ago, you were here in the church. Yes. But I had just missed out on you guys by about... Three years, and I can remember when I got here hearing stories about Dewey and Kathy, and I was really, I, to be honest, I was discouraged. I was a little upset mm-hmm. that you guys were not still at the church <laughs> until I realized what you were doing. So tell me, tell me what you do, and and sort of how you left Denver. What what was it that led you from being really good church folks? I mean, y'all, the stories I've heard, y'all were into everything. Mm-hmm. And very loyal to the Lord and serving in His church to leaving to do what you do now. So mm-hmm. tell me, walk me through
1: how all that happened. Well, <coughs> Kathy and I, uh, we got, I guess, we got involved in volunteer missions back in the early 80s. Uh, we actually took uh, uh, our very first mission trip through the old mission service as, as, mis- as Mission Service Corps or yeah, Christian, Christian, service ser- Christian Service Corps. Mm-hmm. And we took a group of inner city kids from New Orleans. Louisiana and went out to the Texas border and spent a week at camp with them and we had an opportunity to lead three of them to the Lord and uh, during that week after that our lives were never the same we changed us because that's when volunteer missions were really just getting involved and all from that point on we were involved in either leading a mission team or being involved in the volunteer mission teams we also went overseas we've been all kinds of places as far as doing volunteer missions and so but then on our 25th wedding anniversary Kathy and I went to New England (laughs) <laughs> I had never been to New England before, and <clears throat> to stay in a different bed and breakfast in a different state for a week. And during every day, we got to share our faith. And when we came back from New England, we couldn't get New England off our mind. We knew that God was calling us to New England. So five years later, God gave, uh, opened the door for us. Kathy? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. During that five years, it was a time of waiting mm-hmm. because both of our mothers passed away, all three of our children uh, married during that time, and we, we worked with Duke Energy for 30 years. I was a hospice nurse, and we knew without a shadow of a doubt that we were supposed to be in New England, but we didn't know exactly where or what, and so we contacted North American Mission Board. We contacted the Baptist Convention of New England, and they were uh, telling us that there were job opportunities possibly in, um, in Connecticut, Massachusetts. We are country people. We're not um, big city people. And we knew that that probably was not going to be a good fit for us, maybe in Massachusetts um, or Connecticut. But we had a 40 days of purpose time here at Denver. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, we sat on our front porch over at the farm and we said, Lord, wherever you want us to go, you know, we're willing, even if it's Boston. (laughs) And, 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 within just a couple of weeks after that, uh, we got a phone call from uh, Baptist Convention in New England and they said Terry Dorsett, director of missions in uh, Vermont, has asked for a, a couple to come and help to manage the Caliph House and Retreat Center. Uh, and they're interested in, in you and are you interested? We'd already, I'd already turned in my resignation. Dewey was on the brink of doing his. We'd already sold our house four years before. We were sitting on go. We were ready. And so um, on December 28th, we packed up a trailer, and there was three feet of snow on the ground. It was zero degrees in Vermont, and we mm. went up the hill. Yeah. And for the next seven years, we served there and never looked back. It was yeah. what God wanted us to do. Denver Baptist sent us out yeah, with I the Jeremiah that. 2911 <laughs> hanging yeah. on our, our bedroom door right now. And Signed it's, by and, all the Denver it, people. Yeah. All the, is that yeah, right? So mm-hmm. oh, it oh, is. That's, that's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's but nice.
1: I think even back up, with, even where you are talking about how God works, I actually got a volunteer layoff package with Duke because I had 30 years in, but I was only 51, so Mm -hmm. I wasn't old enough to retire. Uh, But how God work that timing out mm-hmm. you know to do that with it it's perfect that's how yeah. it works to do that so uh, yeah.
2: we worked there for those seven years and then we got a call or felt the, the calling after kind of mentoring and training and teaching and preparing and helping with volunteers in vermont and small churches there uh, to come back to lower appalachia so we did we received that that call to come back we bought our son and daughter-in-law's house Uh, Two years before we moved, not knowing that we were going to live there, you know, then thought was going to wait till we got old and couldn't move around anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But we're we're there now, and we work uh, with, at the present time, we are uh, still North American Mission Board missionaries assigned to Baptist on Mission. And uh, of the 19 ministries of Baptist on Mission, there's national partnerships, and three of those are the ones that we coordinate Mm -hmm. on site. And so we will live, our assignment right now is to live in our home in Brevard uh, for um, October through April. We will leave April 18th, and we will go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and live there and help to expand the partnership with um, Pennsylvania, South Jersey, as well as go back into new england and the neat part about it is we'll be working in boston how about <laughs> that yeah right we the we told the lord 20 years ago you were willing that's what yeah, you wanted to go exactly. to. and so new hampshire will. and we will work in new, <laughs> hampshire. new hampshire yeah <laughs> new so um
0: uh, so diane tell us mm-hmm. so you you were here we served together yes you were the chair of our mission committee You're what our mission's mama. I mean, you just kept (laughs) this church focused on the mission, and then you decided to go. So, what happened? How did that happen for you?
3: So, I was sitting in Sunday school class one day, and a very dear friend who's with the Lord now, Kirby Seacrest. Oh, yeah, Kirby, yeah. Leans over to me, and he said, Diane, have you ever thought about going on mission with NAM? And I said, What could I do? (laughs) And, and I didn't do anything. But I knew he was praying. And so fast forward a little bit, I ended up losing my job. And immediately, so I back up with that. So I started thinking, the flesh, that I would retire early at 62 because I was only about 59 then. And I would live with somebody. So because God had already told me to sell everything. Mm -hmm. And so I was slowly doing that. And I would go live with an elderly woman and save my money. And then I would just call up missionaries and be like, how can I come serve you for three months? What will my ground costs be? Didn't care where it would be. But then I'd come back and reconnect with the family and everything, and then go again. But God had a different plan. Mm-hmm. So at 59 and a half I lost my job. And I thought, hmm, I guess this means I need to start <laughs> selling things a little faster <laughs> in this house. And it was getting towards college season, so I started putting out, hey, if you're going off to college, come, mm-hmm. come look through my house and see what you wanna buy. And uh, I had one young man that came in and he was like, I'd really like that bed. And I said, well, talk to your mom about it. You can have it. Well, where would you sleep? I got an air mattress. And for six months I slept on that air mattress Mm, because he bought the bed. (laughs) uh, And um, but I just, um, you know, kept working at that. The other part of that is, is uh, my son and daughter had moved to. Um, Cal- Calhoun County or Cleburne County, which is just outside of Calhoun mm-hmm. County, and um, in Alabama. In Alabama, yeah. mm-hmm. and I had taken a group down to do to do work around all over Calhoun County when the tornado went through, mm-hmm. and we stayed at their church at the time, which was Iron City Baptist, and then we. Um, So we were all over there and I met a ministry there called renovation ministries. Mm -hmm. So when I would go down to see my grandkids, we'd go off and do ministry if they were doing something. I still couldn't put my yes on the table because was this of God wanting to send me there or was this of me wanting to be there because my grandchildren would be about 15 minutes away from Mm -hmm. me. I mean, 15 miles away from me. And so, um, I went down and Renovation Ministries was giving away 500 turkeys and all the fixins. And they were like, "Okay, what do you want to do today? You want to do registration? I said, no, I just want to be with the people. I'd go in, make eye contact with a woman. And um, there was always an empty chair beside her. And I would hear her brokenness. And, And then I would pray with her. And everyone, and I'm talking like eight or nine different people that I was doing this with, every time they were weeping, Mm. they were crying. So on the way home, I said, Father, why are they crying? Because like you, they know my name, but they don't know me. And that was my yes on the table.
0: Mm. How about that? And you've been there now how long Um, in Alabama?
3: Eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. Wow. wow. Uh-huh.
0: And you've, you guys have been doing it for 20 years. We have. Uh-huh. You left Denver 20 years okay, ago. We did. You left eight and a half years ago. And um, and you still, I mean, Denver Baptist still really loves you guys. <laughs> and we. I think we have a pretty good relationship we still. We Absolutely. Scissors, Absolutely. And uh, I'm very, very, very thankful for the church. One of the things when I was interviewing with the church that I had seen course, back then, that was 16 years ago, nobody had a good website. So if you went and looked at a church's website, Mm -hmm. you just couldn't make a decision on the church based on the because nobody had good websites. But I had seen the involvement in mission Mm -hmm. and the fact that people had been called out uh, to go. And I was told about um, the uh, Robesons who had gone. And I was told about Sean and Gina who had gone. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that they had uh, upward basketball with 500 kids. And I saw this sort of mission, sort of DNA. And the fact right. that the church was a church plant, that there were people who literally knocked on every door in the community to get the thing off the ground, mm-hmm. that that was part of the the DNA of the church. Mm-hmm. And and so I thought, you know, I want to be a part of that. And that was really uh of all, I mean, it didn't make any sense for me to come to Denver. I, I'm a city guy.
3: I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not a middle yeah. of nowhere guy, right? Yeah. And
0: so, um, but the one thing that the Lord used to sort of say, this is what, where you need to be is because the heart for mission, is mm-hmm. it lined up with my heart for mission. And, uh, and one of the things that we, we want to celebrate is people leaving the church for the right reason. Right. And that is because God has called them to be a part of a church plan, or a mission team, or a mission project, or you know relocating, and all of those things. So tell tell us, do this. Tell us what your what your main what you're doing now. What's your day look like now, uh, and your ministry now? And then we'll then we'll wrap it up. Okay.
1: So y- okay. go ahead. Yeah, uh, our, our daily things now, like as Kathy said before, we work basically in three partnerships. National Partnerships with Baptist on Mission, and uh, that, of course, is the Appalachian Coalfield Ministry, which covers about five states.
0: So when you say Appalachian Coalfield, you're talking about poverty. Poverty. West Mm -hmm. Virginia, parts of Kentucky, Mm -hmm. eastern Kentucky. Tennessee.
2: Tennessee. Tennessee. Virginia. Virginia and 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 West Virginia. And
0: all up Mm -hmm. that region are churches and pastors trying to do a good work. You're partnering with them. But you're dealing with some really hard, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. difficult communities.
1: And we work with, like I say, we work with a lot of uh, just individual churches, but we also work with ministry centers mm-hmm. that do food and clothing and whatever. We have ministry centers that uh, help people get their GEDs and help, you know, teach mm-hmm. them Microsoft skills and all those things out there. Those those are the people that we, we work with. Uh, We spend a lot of time, especially since COVID, we've been on the phone a lot because we couldn't travel Mm -hmm. to be able to call these folks and uh, just pray with them. We we have opportunity to minister especially to a lot of pastors. Some Mm -hmm. of our pastors that we work with live in remote areas. They have nobody close by. They might be 40 miles to another evangelical pastor that they can have, have fellowship with. So we, we reach out to these wives, uh, men and women. We Kathy especially reaches out to the wives mm-hmm. takes some encouragement bags and things like that are really good for that. But it's a great opportunity for us to really reach out to these. And then we also work in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania's a I uh, think if you really look at Pennsylvania, there's uh, about 16 million people and 14 million of them are lost. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the loss that you have in Pennsylvania. So we work with <coughs> with existing churches in Pennsylvania through the Baptist Resource Network, which is their convention, which is uh, also includes South Jersey as well. And we work with them. We also work with new church plants. Uh, there's many new church plants throughout the state of Pennsylvania. The ones that we work more with are more in the ones in the central part of Pennsylvania and more up towards Erie and that area part. And then our new assignment that's just kicked off this year is going back into New England, and we will be working with the Greater Boston Association. We have been uh, our, the the uh, director of uh, executive director for the Baptist Convention in New England. is a dear friend of ours. Mm-hmm. It's Terry Dorsett. Oh, yeah. We work yeah. really close with Terry, and uh, we'll also be working with Rich Clegg, who is the the uh, missionary there in New Hampshire, and also work with uh, uh, With Russ Rathier, Rathier, who is one in Vermont. So (coughs) we have a lot of of good relationships with our people in New England. And it was kind of nice when we went back up a few months back just to be able to re- It's like you pick right back up where you left off. So that works. But what we do is we have mobilized mission teams. (coughs) And we go in and find out what their needs are. And then we post all those needs on our webpage. So it's just org. Uh, and a great opportunity because we have many, many opportunities for people to serve uh, through all of our partnerships out there. And it's not just it's not just people in North Carolina that go on; it's people from other states who right. come through it as well right. too to do that with. So yeah. that's what we do. We kind of help put the, join the hands together, and we back out of the picture. Yeah. Well, that's how we
0: do it. So, yeah. 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 linking people together. Yeah, that's our Mission. Right. That's
1: I do that.
3: Yeah. So, Dan,
0: what's the day look like for you? What What is your focus in Alabama?
3: Well, days look different almost every day (laughs) for me, Um, and so on Mondays, I am at our local high school, Anniston High School, um, prominently black Mm -hmm. um, students there, and I just go in about 6:15 in the morning and i just start prayer walk in the halls and teachers come in and i'm able to pray with teachers to encourage them equip them if there's something that they need they most of them have my number to call me if they've got a student that they've got need something for to be able to help with that Um, Tuesday mornings, I go to an elementary school and basically do the same thing with Mm -hmm. the teachers there. I probably have a closer relationship at the elementary school because it's snacks that they need. It's, you know, a coat for this kid or something Mm -hmm. that, you know, might come across the plate. We have a um, thrift store that our association runs. And the blessing of that is, is that I can take anyone there to get clothes Mm -hmm. if need be. And, um, so I encourage all of our folks to take their clothes to that thrift store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but then I have a real big relationship with the homeless ministry right. and the month of January. So we don't have a shelter in Calhoun County, no place, no place. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's been on my prayer radar for eight years now. And um, and I know it will happen in God's perfect timing. But um, so this month we've opened up one of uh, the local um, community centers and we're just putting carts down and letting them stay. The big thing that I organize is the meals to be brought in. And the community is is just amazing how we we've been open for 28 days. And we've never been open for 28 days straight. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might be five days here, be out for three or four, be open for another five Mm -hmm. or six days, but 28 days and my meals have filled up Mm. rapidly, rapidly. Um, I also am, I have some teenage, well, they're young adults now that, you know, have had babies and so it's, you know... I'm $100 short on my rent. I'm going back to work. We had two weeks off, and so how can I, you know, help with that? And so just meeting needs as God puts them before sure. me and trying to be a good steward of the blessings that are fed to me. What's your
0: what's your little motto? Love like Jesus? What do you say?
3: Glory to God, ministry, loving like Jesus. Loving like Jesus, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just You were doing that up here, and you decided you'd do it down there, and it's awesome. I see, yeah. I, well, I have two two favorite stories of being a pastor at Denver Baptist. Uh, and if someone were to ask me, because I've been here 16 years, tell us a couple things that are some of your best memories. Uh, I have two, and they're related to you guys. Uh, the first one was when uh, we got your newsletter and you said something about needing a vehicle (laughs) and so I decided I thought well let's let's take up a love offering for the Akins and let's try to get at least you know a couple two three thousand every time I ask for a love offering I get about two thousand dollars for whatever I said and we'll we'll let that be a little seed money to get them a car and I went to Mike Carpenter who was the chairman of the finance committee and told him what I wanted to do and he says we are not taking up a love offering for the Akins to buy them a car why not, Mike? And you know Mike. Right? Yeah, He said, because we have the money just to buy them a car. <laughs> <laughs> and so some guys in the church made some phone calls and bought a car. And then they they took the doors off of the side of the sanctuary and rolled that thing in there. You were here I that something? Right? Yeah. And they hid yeah. that thing behind this. I don't know what you call it, petition thing. And y'all just happened to be there that Sunday, and y'all were sitting on the front row, and I worked that into the sermon, and I had the keys, and I honked the horn, and they unveiled that that car. And I I look back at that, and I think, man, of all the things that we've done, I look back at that Mm -hmm. Sunday, and I'm like,
1: that was Awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. It, was it
0: was a blessed day, and we're yeah.
1: still we're still driving the car too. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely.
2: It's
1: got it's got yeah.
2: what, 167 thousand uh, miles. Uh, yeah. on <laughs> yeah. but she's good. Yes, right. <laughs> <I> still <just thought, laughs> Man, what a great day!
0: Now the other the other memory I have was uh, because you guys had already left. Mm-hmm. You guys were not members of the church when I got yeah. here. Was the eight and a half nine years ago when Diane came into my office and sat down and said. God's told me to sell everything Mm -hmm. and go on mission. And I remember that conversation very distinctly. Do you remember it? Yeah. And my first thought was, no, Diane, we need you here. (laughs) That was my first thought. And uh, Mm -hmm. I actually had some conversations with people after I became the pastor. Do you think if I called Dewey and Kathy, they'd come back? (laughs) You know, because, you know, there's a thing, pastors don't want to lose the best people. But you know what? That's the way it's supposed to happen yeah. mm-hmm. is that, you know, God calls and, and and usually He's calling those people who are the most invested because they're the most interested, invested in the mission. But I remember that day you came and talked to me and uh and you did it. You like you like sold everything <laughs> I did. and went. And I look back and I'm it, as a pastor, uh those are two moments, I think, about my time at Denver Baptist that have been the most special. Mm-hmm. There's been a ton of them, and I could put more on the list. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are at the top. And it's a joy to partner with you guys mm-hmm. in ministry as a church. How can people work with you and help you and support you? What's the best way for them to do that for the Aikens? One
2: of the best things that we can ask for Denver Baptist to do is to go. Yeah. Um, we work with around 135 different ministries and and pastors and and all through Appalachia, Pennsylvania, New England. And each of them have asked us, can you help us with volunteers, with people to come and to help specific things, you know, vacation Bible school, sports camps, backyard Bible clubs, um, any kinds of evangelism outreach in their community, prayer walking, construction sometimes. And that's what we do. You know, we link those hands. But through um, two of those that you have visited and, and, mm-hmm. and Patrick and with in War in West Virginia uh, with Calvary Baptist Church and in Craigsville at First Baptist Church Craigsville West Virginia, they have indicated that they would love to have partnership with you yeah, yeah. and so we would we would we, we are so excited about this because mm-hmm. we can just foresee this you know, as the Lord works this plan of partnership over the next years, uh, ways that your church, you know, can help, and we're just very, very grateful. Yeah. Um, you know, for that. Yeah, we're so
0: going up in June. We're going to help First Baptist Craigsville mm-hmm. with a vacation so Bible just, school. Yeah. We're going to do. We get a little team together and go yep. up there and, and help that church and. And so thanks for putting us together. Mm-hmm.
1: What, and, uh, one, uh, one other urgent need, I guess what I want to say, is also another project that we're going to be going and doing in, in uh, Mar- uh, Marlborough, Massachusetts at First Baptist Marlborough. We're going to be uh, taking a construction team in there in May. I've also uh, reached out to uh, some of the folks here that do that, but we need they have an urgent need to have a bathroom installed in this whole building. Mm-hmm. So we need to go in there. And a great opportunity to reach out because this church is really growing. And they, mm-hmm. it's been neat to see how mm-hmm. the church had got down to eight people. And then you had another new church plant just down the road from it. And they said, hey, but we got 50 people. And all of a sudden, they said, well, why don't you come and preach for us? And he did. They've never left. They've just joined together. So that's mm-hmm. had, but they got the building. The other one had the people, so it worked out well. But uh, mm-hmm. that's a project that will be going on that we'd love to have some people from yeah. Denver. But yeah. even more projects after there's just unlimited work that people can do in New mm-hmm. England as well. A lot of requests coming out of Vermont and also in New Hampshire as well mm-hmm. too. So we'd love and to be ethnic requests. Yeah.
2: Yes, we have a lot of we have 120 different languages in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or more probably, um, and so there's just a lot. the, the nations are here right mm-hmm. and they're yeah. in the cities and mm-hmm. so you know especially in boston or philly or Pins- pittsburgh or even harrisburg mm-hmm. area we have ethnic pastors church planters um that are, are starting you know that uh, churches in mm-hmm. their language and so we just i mean you don't even have to go across the ocean just
0: come yeah. north needs are <laughs> unlimited aren't they so yeah. Yeah. yes how can and we, we can. how can we help you diane
3: well one of the things for me is because i'm not into construction and all that, but there there are two things that I can think of. So the church that I'm at right now, uh, Greenbrier Road Baptist Church, which this church has had a relationship mm-hmm. with. We have gone down there and helped put in bathrooms and showers mm-hmm. in the past and everything, but um, they're going to be having some. Work that they've paid off their church. We've paid off our church, Mm -hmm. and um, and so now there's some upkeep stuff that needs to be done, and so there again, I'm thinking not long-term partnership, but come down for you know a few days and just help take the load off with some of the guys that might work on Friday that. We could have a team in there already working and then them come together on Saturday and maybe go home Sunday, come down Thursday night to Sunday or something like that. The other thing I'd love is for um, some to come down to do some prayer walking. So God has shown me a place. Um, (laughs) and I keep saying, I'm not sure God, but you've shown me this. And I think this might be where a shelter could be. And, um, I don't really know. Um, we've got to see what the bones of it is, Mm -hmm. but softening the hearts of some of the city leadership to, um, help us get in there to look at it. And, um, but you know, behind that comes, you know, a lot of prayer. I've got finally have, I put out a need last weekend that I need some people that have done a shelter before, that have worked in them and, you know, what that was like and, and this. Well, I met a guy that started one in Florida mm, <laughs> last weekend. That, yeah. And um, he's already got a list of about 31 prayer requests wow. <laughs> uh, for us to start praying over. Um, I've got one of my leaders leaders that is going to um, meet with us too, probably within the next couple mm. of weeks and see what this is all gonna look like. And But with that would come bringing down some teams because I feel that instead of having people pay for the labor if we could get a contractor to come in and mm-hmm. tell us what we need to do step by step and whatnot that okay, I need the electricians to come or I need the plumbers to come yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever that may look like. Yeah. So you really down the road.
0: You really are trusting God to give you a shelter. Hey. We're going to trust it with you. Amen.
2: (laughs) Chris, uh, can I I add one more? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Long-term volunteers. Yeah, we need them. We have, through Baptist State Convention, North Carolina, there is um, a need for... North Carolina couples or families to go as long-term volunteers. And what's
0: long-term mean?
2: Okay, it may be like six months. (laughs) It may be kind of what we're doing in Pennsylvania. Give those six months and work alongside like one of our ministry centers or our pastors Mm -hmm. in a community where they may need somebody to help to coordinate volunteers that come in. Or they may need help with just guiding the process of outreach. You know, they're by themselves. These pastors, pastors wives are by yeah. alone, and they don't have any That's other right. staff. They have mm. no one else to help. So, if there was like a couple that could come and just walk alongside them, like as a, like as a church supporter, mm-hmm. you know, for even mm. for uh, April through October, that would be wonderful. You know, yeah. and we have many that mm-hmm. would really, yes. really appreciate that. Yeah. So it may not be like 10 years, but I'm just saying, we're just saying, you know, even short intervals and maybe then the next year they might come back and then the next year come back.
3: Well, you know, and that's one of the things for me is that with telling my stories, I mean, we're always looking for that support and that type of thing. But, you know, God tells us he's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of us. And we trust that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's more telling my story as to who's 61 and a half and feels God telling them to go on the mission right. field because yes. that's how old I was when mm-hmm. I went. Mm-hmm. And and that you can do this too. Mm-hmm. And with don't say, well, I gotta take care of my grandchildren or I'm doing this or that because social media, you can keep track of your grandchildren and God will take care of the babysitting part right. of it mm-hmm. if you are obedient to go.
2: Mm-hmm. And we firm yeah, believers yeah. that it doesn't mean just to sit down and do nothing after you retire or whatever that right. word means. I Absolutely. don't even know what it means. But, look change course if he's leading you in another go that direction and don't quit yeah, you know yeah. you've got we have so many people that have you know abilities talents resources that they can invest in the kingdom and we don't yeah, have a lot right. of time to do this right. so let's that's get busy exactly absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's just absolutely what a good word
0: right. why, why why move yeah. to the beach and collect seashells what right. is that going to do right. on the last day no eternal
2: right. value in that at all no. No. we don't no. retire
0: <laughs> we retread that's right. do we, and keep that's going isn't that right thanks for joining me for the conversation and listen, if anybody's been watching or listening to this and you want to get involved in these ministries, just reach out to me, reach out to the church. We'll get you connected. And, uh, and let me just say on behalf of Denver Baptist, and really even my, just from my own heart, you are loved and appreciated. I, you're my, some of my heroes, really and truly. And I, I'm so grateful for you.
3: Well, I thank Denver Baptist for the partnership mm-hmm. um, and because sometimes churches look at Small number of years mm-hmm. uh, of partnership, but also I thank you for the number of times you put us out in front of, mm-hmm. in your sermon, yeah. that you you speak of us and keep us in. You're the a forefront. good illustration it's every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this uh, newsletter this right. month. That's yes, exactly right. That's exactly
0: right. I just want to
1: say thanks to all the people at Denver Baptist who pray for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. thank you.
2: And for yeah. what you've done for our children yes, mm-hmm. and our grandchildren.
0: Yeah, yeah. We well. Denver is a great place, mm-hmm. and what, part of what makes it a great place is that we love Jesus, and we want to be a part of his mission.
3: Amen. You Amen. Know? So what thank
0: y'all doing? for leading out now. Thank well, you. if you've been watching and uh, have questions or want to get involved, reach out to me and uh, and let me know. But thanks for watching this episode of DBC DNA, and thanks to Justin for making it happen.